hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good to see you here, sir. Good to see you too, my friend. A uh, lot of stuff going on. Still a lot of the, the same news that we've been talking about the last couple of days. Uh, the indictment of President Trump for those bogus charges and uh, the the hiding of the the information about President Biden and his son and the corruption, oh, yes. you know? Yeah, you know, and everything, everything is a fluff piece on Biden and Jill. Out on a date night the other day. Yeah. Uh, I'm sitting here going, but, you know, I got to wonder. You know, I, I have the notes from the other day uh, when we uh, did the show. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was going to say, well, McCarthy didn't pull the trigger yet, yeah. you know, on you know, and uh, that was the thing. And I started thinking about this. Now, there's a thing called timing. And it was a race of time because it was, in, you know, it's eminent that an impeachment is coming. All right. Yeah. Now, Congress is now on recess, the August recess. So nothing's going to happen during this month. If it does, I'd really be surprised. But, you know, you never know. Stranger things. But the simple fact they didn't do it. So. And both sides were threatening, you know, impeachment, indictment, impeachment. The eyes were out there battling one another. And the Democratic eyes won with, you know, another indictment. Number three, none of which hold any merit or water. And they're bringing in all of Trump's, you know, associates. We're going to bring the whole crew down. Is it too late now to impeach Biden, are, are the oh, Democrats going to go, oh, we were first. This is a tip no, for No, tat. no, no, no. I think that's coming, but I, I'll tell you what I think they should do based upon what they did this week is I think the Republicans who have the power, they should shut government down. They should go in there. They should have a special session. They should shut government down. If you're going to play fast and loose with the law and use it as a weapon against our party and our side and our candidate, then we have a right to shut it down until we get some answers as to why you think you're able to do this. We want to see it, not in court, mind you, beforehand. You know, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's a a young guy. He's running Mm -hmm. for the presidency. But the thing that separates him from the rest of the other candidates, from the rest of the pack, is that he's always run on his strengths, his positiveness. He doesn't attack President Trump. He seems to have a respect for President Trump. Well, this week after the indictment came down, uh, Ramaswamy announced he had filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Justice following its failure to respond to a freedom of information request. These requests uh, seek to uncover what White House officials, including Joe Biden, communicated to Attorney General Merrick Garland and Department of Justice official Jack Smith regarding the indictments in the high-profile cases of former U.S. President and one of Biden's 2024 presidential election rivals, Donald J. Trump. Essentially, Vivek Ramaswamy, who some would say would benefit if Trump would fall out of the race, is stepping up to his defense, to Trump's defense. He's doing something which the other candidates, like Mike Pence, are not doing. Mike Pence, we talked about Pence that. Pence needs to go to hell where he came from. Because you know what? He's Look, I don't like to sit there and challenge a person's faith, but I will challenge his. His patriotism, I will challenge that. I say he is a scumbag you know, and I can say that well, confidently he, because he, he's got a media background, and a lot of people in the media are scumbags. You can call yeah. me one if you want to. Yeah. I don't care. Well, you're not running for president, but he— No, I'm he, not. He, he has a a way, an affected tone in his voice where he has this uh, pompous, um, I, I don't know, kind of an arrogant way of delivering, a, 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 a know-it-all kind of uh, approach. And if you don't agree with him, well, you know, maybe you're just a little slow. I mean, Pence is not the guy that I think he tries to present himself no. as. I mean, he really he really became vice president because when Trump went down there, he didn't know anybody in DC. He didn't know right. any of the players. And somebody Here comes Pence. And somebody recommended they said, you know, here's a guy, this guy Mike Pence. He's a mild, mellow, uh, experienced representative from Indiana, has a background in broadcasting. I think you'll like him. He's a 
born-again Christian. Uh, he is uh, just a, a real solid salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. And Trump took the advice of somebody, and it was it was terrible advice. What he needed was somebody like a Carrie Lake or even a Vivek Ramaswamy who would uh, stand up and uh, and take some shots for the president. You know, that's the problem. He surrounded himself with some people who didn't who didn't take the shots. They stepped out of the line of fire. They weren't mm-hmm. on his side. I was going to play for you, Bill. A rep- this is from CNN. This is, you All know, right. they had a list of uh, unnamed co-conspirators. Uh, they called them lawyers. I think one wasn't a lawyer. And they were unnamed for a reason. That means they were not supposed to be made public. Unnamed co-conspirators. Yeah, but CNN got the list. But and- someone at the Department of Justice figured, well, it's unnamed except for CNN. So all the high school reporters over at CNN, and believe me, if you look at CNN, it doesn't look like the CNN of 20 years ago where they no, had some it's a big, joke. These people are like, it, it's like they got out of grade school, high school, and somebody handed them a legal pad, and all of a sudden, there they are in front of the camera. If you're blonde, you're on camera. But anyway, uh, and they don't look happy at CNN. If you look at people over at uh, some of the conservative networks, mm-hmm. uh, they seem happier. Uh, the people at CNN just, it's like everything tastes bad. That's the look on their face. Um, anyway, here's the report from CNN about those unnamed co-conspirators. That's right, Wolf. As you noted, there are six co-conspirators who are unnamed in this indictment. We are prepared to identify five of them at this point based on reporting from our CNN team. I think most notably the first unindicted co-conspirator, who again is unnamed in this indictment, we have identified as Rudy Giuliani. The indictment notes that this is someone who called the Arizona Speaker of the House. That was Rusty Bowers, somebody who made a presentation before Georgia state lawmakers and the person that Donald Trump tapped to lead his post-election legal efforts. That is all Rudy Giuliani. Number two in this indictment is former Trump attorney John Eastman. This is a person who wrote this two-page memo. This was the plan for Mike Pence to be able to essentially overturn the 2020 presidential election while presiding over the Electoral College certification. Number three on this list, another former Trump attorney, Sidney Powell. They point out that she filed a lawsuit against the governor of Georgia, which we knew. They also point out in this indictment that Donald Trump was espousing the theories of this co-conspirator even though he had privately admitted that they sounded crazy. We know all of that to be Sidney Powell. Co-conspirator number four on this list is someone we've talked about a lot. Former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark. The indictment identifies him as a Justice Justice Department official. It also points to an email that a top DOJ person sent to Clark rebutting his efforts to try to use the department to overturn the 2020 election. And again, number five, we have a pro, another pro-Trump lawyer. This is Kenneth Chesbrough. He was someone who was very involved in this fake electors plot. The indictment points to an email memorandum that he sent to Giuliani on de- in December of 2020 about the fake electors plot. So based on everything that we have previously reported, everything we know, what our sources are telling us, and of course the work of the House Committee that investigated January 6th, those are the five co conspirators that we are prepared to identify at this point, notably all attorneys who worked alongside Donald Trump in this effort to try to overturn the 2020 election, Wolf. Okay, it goes on. It's a longer report, mm. but you get the essence. The thing that gets me about that is uh, she she acts not like a reporter, but as a cheerleader for the for the co-conspirator indictments. Well, I number mean, one. She talks about Rudy Giuliani like he did something wrong. Sidney Powell. You know, yeah, was, because she went out there and defended the president and thought it was stolen. She filed a lawsuit. That's, that's, that's terrible. She filed a lawsuit. Well, they're she criminalizing was, that, Bill. They are criminalizing yeah. that. They are making that illegal. But they're taking, again, we mentioned it in another show, they're taking the justice system and turning it on its head upside down. Everything that's right is wrong. Everything that's wrong is right. Mm. And so they're vilifying anybody that that you know speaks out against them going we'd like to see those election results let's get in and do it for instance no no there's nothing wrong here you're a denier yeah well you know what you're not only a denier but you are a conspirator oh, of course and you are not a patriot 
and you should be thrown well, into jail. Based upon what we've said in the past in this program, we'd be criminals for uh, saying what we believe. That it well, was, that's uh, coming because Sanders is behind that. Yeah, you know, with his move against the uh, uh, the climate change thing. Well, you ought to prosecute these people. When are they going to start prosecuting people that voted uh, Republican? Is this or independent? If you didn't vote Democrat, you're not part of our democracy. If you had told me that we would be in this world right now, twenty years ago, I would have laughed. You would have said you. I was cracked in the head. Yeah, that'll never happen. Not in this country. We're different. No, we're not. What what is it? Uh, was it uh, Reagan who said we're one election away from losing it? The mm -hmm. democracy, one election, and it's true. I mean, we are. There are corrupt, evil people in D.C. What this guy in in Washington is doing right now, Jack Smith, is uh, that's the illegal action. He's using our government, our money, our resources to attack innocent citizens. I mean, every guy who lost an election has denied his losing the election. I mean, really. I mean, mm -hmm. everybody who loses it, I didn't really lose that. I, I don't know. I, I, I felt it was a much stronger election. I mean, everybody who loses an election, usually, you know, they have an excuse. But the way these guys are positioning that now, you cannot question your losing the election anymore. If you lose the election, you are expected to bow dutifully towards the government and say, I agree with you, I lost, and move on. And if you don't do that, they will indict you. It's as simple as that. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and uh, um, this is a, a, a dystopian world we're living in. We're living in a world with, with uh, right is wrong, wrong is right, good is bad. The, the criminals are the guys who are getting rewarded, and the, the good guys are getting punished. And, and this has got to stop. I mean, we are headed towards a brick wall, Bill. Everybody wants to be a good citizen, but they've taken it and turned it into a movie script, like, you know, the, 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 the bugs, uh, when they fought against the bugs, you know, you're a good citizen. Citizenship has its advantages and has its duties. I almost don't like the word citizen because anymore, you know, a citizen should be doing the democratic thing and voting for Democrats and, uh, not supporting, uh, the thought that the election was stolen because it was not stolen. What you're saying essentially, Bill, is that the definition of citizen now is, is more different. is more like the Soviet definition of citizen back in right. the 60s than the American definition. The American definition, when you said I'm an American citizen when I was younger, you said it with pride. It meant something. There was value to it. They've, I'm telling they've you right now, tarnished it. We need to take citizen out of our vocabulary because it has been bastardized and they they i hear the mention of citizens so much that i in in and the term bastardized i want to throw up every time i hear it so you know what i, I am a you know i am a member of this country and i don't even like membership because yeah. that that implies a duty that somebody controls citizenship is controlled you know, membership is controlled, mm. you know. Uh, that's that's true. Uh, it doesn't have the same definition that it had when we were younger. It is, right. it is They've turned it upside down, inside out. So what are you fighting for? Do you really want to be a member of this? Do you want to be a citizen in, in, in part of something that is evil? Because, I want my country back. Well, I want my country back, too. Yeah. But you're not going to get it. I, I don't see it happening well, I mean, I really I'm, I'm hope hoping that I'm hoping I'm praying to God. And I do mean that sincerely. I'm not using that as a, a just a term. I am praying to God that he is on our side and he's helping us fight the forces of evil. I know that may sound a little theological and spooky to some people, but it's what I believe. And I think our country needs all the prayers that it can get right now because uh, the 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 evil side, the side of darkness, is uh, it, no strings attached. They've pulled out all of the the stoppers. They're coming after us with everything, and uh, and and we're seeing it. I mean, does we're God seeing pick it. Sides? Does God pick sides, or does He just give us the knowledge 
for us to decide what is well, right and what I is think, wrong. I think that I think prayer works. And does God pick sides? I'd like to think that God stands with goodness, and I do. Well, he does, and but if I that's think the he case, gives us the tools well, to sit there and make the right choice. It's yeah, up to if us God, ultimately. I believe that if God, if you are good, and you and you stand for goodness, He'll stand with you. I do believe that He He takes sides. So, for example, I think in World War II He took sides. He saw the world struggling and fighting, and and uh, you know Hitler. Oh, that's it, a good point. Hitler could have won that thing. Uh, but he didn't. Yeah. A so number, by some counts, he should have won the well, thing. Yes, right. He, but he had the upper hand. Well, I mean, was it a divine thing that he ran out of oil? I'm just saying, you know. I mean, that's well, he he ran out of oil. If he hadn't run out of oil, that that well, war might still be he, going on. Maybe he's already got control. Because what are we running out of? We're running out of oil. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, bad boy. Hey, I want to play Rudy Giuliani again. We played him a couple of days ago, and I want to play it now because it's important. He he spoke with Eric Bowling a couple of days ago, and uh, he he sounded surprised when Eric said that you were mentioned as a uh, unnamed co-conspirator. He said, "I haven't gotten any, I haven't gotten any advance warning from the Justice Department or notification. Apparently, when they're gonna." indict you. They send you a letter that they're going to indict you before they indict you. And he hasn't gotten that. But CNN didn't waste any time making him one of the named people anyway. And now the fact that CNN did it, is that not illegal? And does that not, is that not cause for pause and an investigation into the DOJ and anybody at CNN that's got this information, that's got this inside track. As long as CNN is a mouthpiece for the left and working with the DOJ, they can do anything they want. And they know well, that I they will. I right now to question what they do, and I question what the DOJ does. Well, I, 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 I agree with the you. The leak is illegal. I mean, that right there calls for. Hey, tell me what going... about this whole case is legal? But it should be thrown out. It's been it's been tainted by the leak. But what about this whole indictment process is legal? Nothing. It's tainted. The whole thing is, is, to a, be thrown is a joke. Out. Anyway, here's Rudy Giuliani. Listen. And now let's bring in former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. He's also the host of the hit new show, America's Mayor, which you can catch on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and Gitter. Mr. Mayor, the reason why I listed the first two, I was watching some of the various networks pr- prior to coming live here at 8 o'clock. And yeah. over on CNN, sir, they, they named you as one of the co-conspirators. MSNBC, Joy Reid, went further and said Rudy Giuliani is or allegedly is or somehow framed it where they were pointing the finger at you as being the number one the first co-conspirator how do you respond to those not really well, accusations I mean, but those no comments way, no way they have not sent me a target letter or a subject letter and any kind of letter uh everything i know about this is uh exculpatory what i mean by that is to me when i read this it contains a tremendous amount of false statements, uh, more false statements than true ones, actually. And uh, it seems like it's not even an indictment. I'm not sure I know what the crime is. I mean, I know these crimes. These are very, very vague crimes. Supreme Court has criticized most of them for being too vague. It charges, actually, Donald Trump with exercising his right of free speech. I mean, it's, it's, this is a historic and very, very sad indictment because it's probably one of the biggest attacks the United States government has made on free speech in our very, very long and illustrious history. We not only have the most crooked president we've ever had in our history, we have the one who violates the Constitution the most. This is an out, this, this indictment is an outrage. This is, whether, whether you agree or disagree, whether this is true or false, every single thing here he had every right to say as an American citizen. When the, when the hell does the government get to tell you you can't object to an election? I mean, Hillary Clinton said most of this stuff, but of course she never gets indicted. She even smashed up her hard drive and got rid of 300,000 emails and paid a uh, paid a million dollars to develop a false story to frame Donald Trump. And she's walking around free as a bird. And Donald Trump is getting indicted for exercising his right of free speech. I think I have to remind these guys he's an American citizen. 
You know, and, and Mr. Mayor, four of the six co-conspirators, they, again, didn't name, but they, they outlined four, are attorneys. Now, all of a sudden, you can't talk to an attorney and, and without them feeling like they're going to be indicted for co-conspiracy charges? I mean, yeah, right. if, if or, or that's not uh, tampering, I don't know what is. Go ahead. Well, if you don't agree with the regime, uh, they try to disbar you and they try to imprison you. What does that sound like? Sounds like communist China to me, not the United States of America. Biden has ruined our country. It's a disgrace what he's done. And I don't care if you hate Donald Trump. This is a violation of his right of free speech. You even have a right to lie under the First Amendment. Now, he didn't. The, the, the strange thing here is the people lying but the people bringing this and this this count they have here, conspiracy against rights, they should be indicted for conspiracy against rights for bringing this indictment. It's a conspiracy against. So, so, Mr. Mayor, no one, no, no one contacted you. You didn't have to testify in front of this oh, grand I, jury. I gave them. Uh, I voluntarily, I voluntarily gave them all the information that I could. That wasn't privileged. Uh, because all the information that I have is that just like he was innocent of the false charge of Russian collusion, he's completely innocent here. I don't possess any information that is inculpatory. I mean, I know they have written lies in the newspaper. I cooperated against him like hell I did. There's nothing to cooperate about. If I cooperated against him, you should put me in jail for perjury. I don't have any information that he yeah. violated any law. What I do have is I would seriously consider indicting them to 18 U.S.C. Section 241 for indicting a man for exercising his right of free speech. That's a conspiracy against rights. These people are they, they don't seem to care, Republic. Mr. Mayor. They, they don't. They, they don't seem to care, and they don't care that that the timing of this just looks, it stinks. It stinks like rotten fish. Take a listen to uh, Jack Smith earlier today saying, after two and a half years, after two and a half years since the alleged crime that Donald Trump committed was happened, two and a half, now they need a speedy trial. Listen. In this case, my office will seek a speedy trial so that our evidence can be tested in court and judged by a jury of citizens. Mm, go ahead, Mayor. What do, you, what do you say to that? What I say to that is there's no way this wasn't rushed because it's also poorly written and has a lot of mistakes in it. This was rushed for two reasons. One, yesterday, Biden got his head kicked in completely. Uh, the false exculpatory statements that were revealed yesterday, 24 of which most lawyers wouldn't understand this, completely convicted. Under the law, a false exculpatory statement is as powerful as a confession. That comes right out of evidence textbooks. Uh, what, what Archer did is prove that for 10 years, Biden has been lying completely. All of that can be used against him as evidence of guilt. It's very, very powerful. It's much more damaging than I think even the, a lot of the congressmen realized. And it makes him like probably not only the biggest crook in America, he's the biggest liar. So what do you, what do you, what do you say to Jack Smith? I mean, I, and, and again, I guess you have to be careful what you say. He still is the, the special investigator, the special prosecutor. I, you know, I'm, I kind of lost you know, yours and, and others' future. Long ago, stop being careful, and I didn't worry. I don't worry about the Jack Smiths of this world. Uh, I have a chapter in my book called "Stand Up to Bullies." So here's what I say to Jack Smith: After the Supreme Court threw out your case, which is, should, should, should have been a disgrace, and you should have gone and found another profession because you don't belong in this one. This one will be your legacy, violating the right of free speech of an American citizen, never mind whether he was president or not. It could be anybody. It could be a homeless person. You don't get to violate people's First Amendment rights, Smith, no matter who the hell you are, or no matter how sick you are with Trump derangement syndrome. And this isn't the first time you've acted like an unethical lawyer. It should be the last. 
That's Rudy Giuliani. He was out with Eric Bowling a couple of days ago, and uh, boy, he he pretty well lays it out. What's happening? What he thinks is happening. Oh, I agree with him. I agree with him wholeheartedly. You know, I was sitting there listening to that, and then I was sitting there reading about uh, Kevin McCarthy and uh, you know, uh, and everything, and his thoughts and everything. But and what you said earlier that you know maybe the Republicans just ought to shut down the government. And I agree. I was, and you know, they really should. Uh, in other words, we need to sit there and double down on them and give them a taste of their own medicine. Now, my question is, you know, McCarthy's talking today, but I thought the House is on recess, but he's speaking during recess. Mm -hmm. Do they are they obligated to be on re recess? No, they can actually come back. As a matter of fact, Matt Gates a few days ago sent a request out to uh, his fellow Republican representatives to come back. Uh, to Washington so they could get some important stuff done, emergency stuff done. This well, was with regard not? to uh, the Archer testimony and what they found out from that. But I agree. I, they should come back. I mean, well, it, yeah, and they shouldn't even go to the news about it. Nobody should know anything. They ought to show. You know, to use an analogy, uh, I used to sit there when back in the day when you had a crew that was live and radio, and you never went, you never knew what went on at nighttime or mm -hmm. overnight. So I would set that alarm to get up at, at 1 in the morning and show up at 2.30 and to see the eyes get big, you know, from the AM and FM studio. That, oh, God, the big guys. What's he doing here? I had some paperwork to do, and I'm glad I came by. Yeah. Uh, who are your friends that are here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I came in unannounced. Maybe right. they should go back in and just do a session unannounced. unannounced. Yeah, I agree. And, and just take care of business. And when the Democrats, oh, that's not, that's not fair. we didn't know. Well, you know what? You do a lot of things that we don't know. So, well, you know, I, I know that uh, I know that um, who was it? Uh, J.D. Vance, a senator uh, from Ohio. He said that he was going to block DOJ nominees. Uh, well, let me let me play what he said. This yeah. is uh, J.D. Vance from Ohio. Hey guys, J.D. Vance here. I'm out on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, and I've heard from a lot of people that they're so frustrated as I am with the fact that Merrick Garland has used the Department of Justice for politics instead of law. And I think it's time we stop just whining about this problem and debating this problem and actually do something about it. So I've announced today that I will be holding all Department of Justice nominees that Merrick Garland will use if confirmed not to enforce the law impartially, which is his duty, but clearly to harass his political opponents. I think that we have to grind this department to a halt until Merrick Garland promises to do his job and stop going after his political opponents. Donald Trump is just one and, and, the, and the most recent example of the fact that Merrick Garland uses his department for political purposes. We have Catholic fathers harassed for their pro-life activism. We, of course, have violent criminals walking the streets after the 2020 uh, summer of riots. And if you're letting the violent criminals go free and you're harassing Christians, parents for their political activism. You're not engaged in justice. You're engaged in politics. Let's be honest about that fact, and let's make this department work a little bit more slowly until Mayor Garland changes course and actually does his job the right way. Thanks, Se guys. Senator J.D. Vance, also a yeah. best-selling author. I don't know if you knew that or not, but he writes, yeah. he writes fiction. Um, yeah, he he's saying what a lot of people are thinking. Let's do something now. Block, block stuff. Uh, make some of your uh, dissatisfaction be notes to the other side. Uh, well, go ahead. I wouldn't go beyond that because I think Merrick Garland, the DOJ, they've done illegal things. And if that's the case, you know, and, and Jack Smith too, let's get it all together get somebody to draw up the papers and light a fire under their ass. Mm -hmm. One that can take them out of office and hold them legally responsible where they might get fined. They may do jail time. Uh, I don't care. I'm tired of this crap. And, you know, if the Republican grows a set and does stuff like that, I guarantee, you know, the right wing out there, the, the conservatives and the moderates will let them have more power because they do something. Take the time you got. It's running out and do That's something. It. You make a what you the very end of what you just said is so true. You know, there's no assumption is you can't assume you're going to have the majority uh, in the next election in the House because there's only two years. And uh, if we get a Republican right. president, you may get a Democratic uh, House again. And what good is that? By the way, that's got to stop. 
you know, we, it's instant gridlock when you have a Republican president and a Democratic House. I mean, nothing gets done. People have got to wake up and see what the Democrats have done to this well, country. The Democrats, the Democrats, when they vote for a Democrat, they go right across the board. It's pretty much the Republicans that yeah. will swing going, well, okay, if I put a Republican in, I got to have a balance of power. Screw the balance of power. The other side doesn't care about a balance. So no. you want a balance of conservatism, uh, of moderatism or, or moderatism or conservatism. Yeah. Well, you know, you want to have. All I can know. tell you is look around you and see what's happening right now. This is all planned. It's all staged. Every aspect of uh, these Trump indictments, I mean, the fact that... It's scripted. Yeah, they came out with the Archer information, uh, Devin Archer information, a couple of days ago, and the very next day, they indict Trump some more. You know that if something comes out today about Biden, that the Georgia is probably going to indict Trump tomorrow. I mean, this is how they're working. It is so obvious to everybody. And, you know, the fortunate thing about it is people, for the most part, are starting to wake up and they're starting to see this for what it is. They're seeing mm. it as, as a political action moves, and they're not feeling good about it. That's why Trump goes up in the polls. Now, yeah. I don't trust polls, okay? Polls are, uh, are uh, they're put together by private organizations. You don't know many times who they are or who they're polling, but I do know that on occasion there are things called push polls where they can actually make a poll move in the direction of uh, what they want it to look like. And it wouldn't, right. su- it wouldn't surprise me if all of a sudden, like CNN comes out and says, well, you know, uh, Trump has been gaining his popularity with every indictment except for this time. This time it seems like the people have had enough. No, this, these things are manipulated and they're, they're massaged by uh, these different organizations. You know, we forget. We have a short memory. Everybody remembers how... The polls screwed up on election night. Uh, remember in 2016, they were saying on, on the night of the election, they were saying that Hillary Clinton has a commanding lead. And based upon all of our exit polls, it looks like she's going to be the president of the United States. Except it didn't happen that way. It, the people who voted for Trump didn't talk to the pollsters. They didn't want to have their vote known. They just walked out of the polls and left. You, uh, you had something you wanted to pass on? I, I, you pointed to the screen, and I, I didn't want to, uh, if you have something. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm agreeing with everything, but I, I think just it's, it's time for us to go after, you know, they target us. Mm-hmm. We need to target them. And that's why, you know, I said what I said earlier. You know, we need to go after the Merrick Garlands and, and the, the Jack Smiths and, and everybody. You know, and the other person would be the DA down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, I, she's done some things that I would question. But the thing Why? is, they, they get away with it. They're put into these positions by Soros-funded organizations. and It'll uh, block us from anything we do. Yeah, exactly. The, the, but you know what? We have to sit there and, yeah, you know, it's, it's like salmon fim, uh, swimming upstream, you know. You're just going to have to do it. Not everyone, not every move is going to survive. But if we do it enough, you know, sooner or later, something gets through. I mean, President Trump, they put him in D.C. this time. You know, he was in Miami for the initial indictment. So uh, this guy, Smith, who, by the way, he looks like he he looks slimy. The guy looks I mean, he just doesn't look like the all-American guy who would be up there as the special counsel. He has, if you'll pardon the expression, a weasel look about him. Okay, and he gets up there and he kind of glares into the camera and he makes his statement, and he slithers away. He is. This is a guy who indicted uh, the former governor, I think, of Virginia, uh, mm-hmm. with, with bogus charges just before he was going to announce his candidacy for the presidency. I mean, this is a guy who has a record of bogus charges. By the way, he lost uh, all those charges that were. But see, this goes back to what I've said before about the process being the uh, the problem. They. They actually, in many cases, are satisfied with the fact they've simply charged them. I mean, they may know they're not going to get indictments, uh, uh, you know, victories in all these indictments. But the mere fact that they can drag President Trump's name through the mud, if they can Mm. sully him. You have to remember, 
this is election interference. I mean, this is President Trump as the leading presidential candidate on the side of the Republicans. And this is Joe Biden's way of diminishing him. And, 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 and he thinks it's working, although it hasn't so far, but God knows. Well, we, you, we did it uh, in the last show where, where mm-hmm. you know, every time Biden's in trouble, here comes a Trump indictment or something, a charge against Trump. Every time he's their go-to guy, you know, take I, Trump out of the picture. Then, I have Larry. We'll be, I can play Larry Kudlow's timeline again if you want to hear it. Let's do it. Let's make the point. Okay. One reason that this is coming out today is because former Hunter Biden best friend forever, Devin Archer, did his deposition yesterday and talked about the Hunter family brand, which is an influence peddling brand. Just just hang on a second. You know, they do this every time something bad happens. They come up with another indictment. March 16th, uh, Jamie Comer reveals Biden's family payments. Then a few weeks later, April 4th, Trump's New York criminal indictment. That was the Alvin Bragg fiasco. Then later in the spring, June 8th, Republican views Biden's bribery 1023 form. Okay, the GOP unleashed that. The next day on the 9th, we had Trump's classified documents indictment about Mar-a-Lago. In the summertime, just a few days ago, July 26th, we get the Hunter plea deal blows up in Wilmington, Delaware, and guess what? All of a sudden, Trump has to face additional charges from Jack Smith about uh, covering up tapes and having the maintenance guy. I mean, come on. Yesterday's uh, deposition was very devastating for the Bidens. So today, all of a sudden, lo and behold, they're going to come up with some makeup indictment uh, for January 6th that will hold absolutely no legal water. I guarantee it. Anyway, that's my hypothesis. That's my hypothesis. I think you speak to something that uh, is a concern for not only Republican lawmakers, uh, but Republican voters. And that's certainly going to be a concern as you yes. know, the president, uh, the former president alluded to in his statement that this is timed with the election yes. cycle. Weaponization. So this is the and, weaponization exactly, of yeah. indictments. It's crazy. You know, and when you think about it, uh, what happened to President Trump this week, it sucked the oxygen out of the news cycle. It did exactly. what it, it did what it was supposed to do. They figured, hey, look it, we're getting killed with this stuff about uh, Devin Archer. We gotta squelch this fire, and they they indict Trump, and they threw it they threw it to get together probably overnight. But for it to suck the oxygen out of the news, the news has to be a party to it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, gleefully over at MS. I mean, does anybody look at MNSB? What is it? <laughs> MSNBC. MSNBC. Yes, uh, yes. You know that place. I never that yeah. that network that I never watch. MSNBC. Um, they are so partisan. I mean, they talk about Fox being partisan, but Fox is. Uh, I don't watch Fox anymore either because of what they've done recently with some of my favorite talent, but. Um, you know, when I watched Fox, uh, for the most part, they tried to be, quote, fair and balanced. Yeah. MSNBC, forget it. There's no well, fair and balanced anything. Well, let me make a point here. Uh-huh. Okay, you, you see all this deflection going on by the left. You know, with any time, like, uh, Biden is is going to be impeached. You know, Hunter is in trouble, and all these stories come along. Now, what is the one thing the left likes to call Trump? A narcissist. These are toxic, narcissistic accusations. They are guilty of what they're charging. Yeah, this is crazy. You're actually paying too much attention, Bill. You're supposed to be a casual drive-by uh, viewer. A drive-by and, viewer. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump must be a narcissist. You know, yeah, MSNBC said so. Bigger, yeah, yeah, they said so, and they know what they're talking about. Uh, ask, uh, what's her name, Matt Al, yeah, Michelle, yeah. I got to tell you, uh, James Comer was on uh, the other night uh, talking about, uh, and I want to go back, I want to go back in the Wayback Machine to the day before the Trump indictment. I mean, I know that sounds like it's a long time in the past, but it was the day that Devin Archer testified uh, in front of Congress. And I want to to hear what uh, 
James Comer said about that testimony. Congressman James Comer, the chair of the House Oversight Committee, welcome back. <laughs> Sir, why would he have done such a thing? You actually met him. What did you think of Devin Archer? Well, I think that uh, he was under a lot of pressure today. Uh, we know that uh, the Biden attorneys have threatened him and intimidated him. Uh, we know the Department of Justice sent him two letters over the weekend, which is unheard of. Uh, but despite that, I think he answered a lot of questions that needed to be answered, specifically that Joe Biden did, in fact, talk to numerous people that his son was receiving wires from while Joe Biden was vice president. And that is something that Joe Biden has consistently lied about. That's what the Democrats have consistently taken Joe Biden's position, saying he never spoke with anyone Hunter Biden was doing business with. But yet we learned today that over 20 times, in fact, Joe Biden, while he was vice president, spoke with people who were sending the Biden family members these suspicious wires that the banks nor anyone else in America know what the purpose of the wires were for. And the nature of the, uh, well, here's what Congressman Goldman, and he's all hapless and nervous. A lot of people notice that. He, he was in the room, too. He's how he, how he characterized what Archer said about what the vice president said. The witness, Mr. Archer, was very clear that Hunter spoke to his father every day. Um, that, and he indicated that he approximated about 20 times over the course of his 10-year business relationship that he had with Mr. Biden, which would be with Hunter Biden, which would be about twice a year that uh, Hunter would put his father on speakerphone with um, uh, with whomever was at dinner, and he there was no indication that he had any idea who was at dinner with them. It was just a say hello, I'm at dinner here, and there was nothing related to his business dealings. Hello, I'm at dinner here with a bunch of people who were paying me money, Vice President Biden, my father. Uh, it's obvious that this was no good. Yeah, what middle-aged man calls his dad every day and puts him on speakerphone so his business associates can hear him talk? I mean, another thing that Devin Archer testified today was the Biden family, in fact, was influence peddling. Uh, we know that Devin Archer has violated the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's a very serious law. But when you think about what Archer testified today, my question is now, did Joe Biden commit the Foreign Agents Registration Act? Because his family was receiving millions and millions of dollars from these foreign nationals. None of these people that he put his dad on the business phone with are reputable business people. They all are under some type of investigation or on the flea in the countries where they originate from. The people that, that Hunter Biden was putting on speakerphone with his sitting vice president father were some of the worst people on the planet. But yet they were paying the Biden family millions and millions of dollars. And Goldman thinks that every American is going to believe the fact that, oh, well, they just talked about the weather. How's the weather in Russia? How's the weather in Ukraine or China? I mean, that's ridiculous. So that is ridiculous. Every day we get more and more evidence that points to Joe Biden directly. All roads lead to Joe Biden. And today we we learned without a shadow of a doubt that Joe Biden has been lying to the American people when he said he never spoke with anyone his son was receiving money from. And he said that hundreds of times. So what do you think was going on here? I mean, yes. it seems obvious, but let's just say it out loud. Hunter was showing his business associates, the people he was doing business with, look who I can get on the phone that easily. Right. What do you guys want done? All yeah. right, I'm going to go back and get it done with him uh, when you're not around, but I just proved to you I can get him on the phone. Joe Biden on purpose didn't say anything substantive, substantively. The whole message was, look how close I am to my father. Right, and they go to great lengths to protect their father, a term that Joe Biden's brother, who we've never started with yet, but he's just as bad as the president's son. He just didn't leave a laptop playing around. They, he brags about the term plausible deniability, and they laugh about it when he talks to people like, yeah, my brother's involved, but plausible deniability, ha, 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 ha. I mean, this is a trend that the Biden family has used. And one last thing that was said in this testimony today, Devin Archer testified that the 
owners of Burisma were pressuring Hunter to call Washington to get Shokin, the Ukrainian prosecutor, fired. And we know because we've seen on video Joe Biden bragged about, in fact, firing the prosecutor in Ukraine that was investigating his son's corrupt energy company, and he wasn't going to give them our tax dollars, our foreign aid, unless the Ukrainian president fired the prosecutor. And that's what Devin Archer said that those guys were pressuring Hunter to do. Call Washington. Get this Shokin fired. I mean, the, this was a bombshell today. Uh, this is more evidence that points directly to Joe Biden. I mean, the amount, the number of crimes that the Biden family's committed continues to grow, and more and more evidence shows that Joe Biden knew exactly what was going on. That's wild about Shokin, and, and Devin Archer said that out loud. Hey, <laughs> That Goldman guy, Congressman, he looked spooked. He looked nervous. And yeah. you were in the room like, yeah. are these guys recognizing that this is beyond their control now? That that the stuff that Biden apparently yeah. has been doing, I mean, obviously been doing, it's metastasized and, and, and this is going <laughs> to, this is real. It's not, it's not fake news. It's not a yeah. conspiracy theory. God. The walls are closing in on the Bidens and the, the, Democrats on the Oversight Committee continue to move the goalposts. The goalposts are so far off the football field, they're almost in the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean right now. The, the goalposts have moved so far on what this original narrative was, that Joe Biden never had any knowledge of what his family did. Uh, we're going to continue to bring more associates in, we're going to continue to publish more bank records, and we're going to continue to move forward. And I think the evidence will continue to mount. This is a snowball. It's rolling downhill. It's it's not going to stop. I mean, how can a guy like this stay in office? Uh, you heard Speaker McCarthy. He's talking about impeachment, possibly bribery. If this is mm -hmm. bribery, that's in the Constitution. I mean, do you think he's going to get impeached? Should he be impeached? Well, I know how I would vote, but again, that's a decision for Speaker McCarthy. But I'll tell you this, right before I came on the show, Speaker McCarthy called me and I gave him a uh, rundown of what was said today. And we talked about steps moving forward. So, uh, you know, stay tuned. And what have we learned? We've learned that every time they come out with a whole stack of new evidence against Biden, there's an indictment following the very next day. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I, I'm... I guess we should get used to this. This is the environment we live in right now. It's oh, hard. It's yeah. hard to. It's hard to. Gaslighting, shifting blame. Yeah, it goes on and on. It goes back to my earlier statement. I mean, you know, they like to say, you know, the right is narcissist, but who's shifting the blame? Okay, Hunter Cott with his hand in the uh, proverbial yeah, but who's jar more of a narcissist? Than, who's more of a narcissist than Joe Biden? Honest yeah, to God. He, it, 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 totally, and that's what I'm saying. So the news needs to get over it because they're guilty too. Yep. You know, and if we're going to do an investigation and if you're going to be guilty of something, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, you have a public duty uh, when you get on FCC-licensed communications and, oh, well, we're on cable. Well, guess what? It goes over licensed telephone lines and other communication sources. So it still applies, you know, they're doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing. Jonathan Turley is a Democrat. He's a professor, I believe, uh, at Georgetown or George Washington University. One of the two. I get them confused. He's a smart guy. He's a Democrat. That that maybe isn't the smartest thing, but he's maybe one of the most honest Democrats you'll find in D.C. He had this to say about what happened with the Archer testimony. No money has to go directly to the president. There's lots of ways to benefit the Biden family. Uh, but the one thing that we can't do is just walk away. We have to find out the full story here. I think yeah. this is, is shaping up to be one of the greatest corruption scandals in, in the history of Washington. And that is saying a lot. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, for him to admit that, I'm sure he won't be invited to any cocktail parties in town uh, in the near future. Um, other things are happening around the world. We should make a point of mentioning uh, this is the weekend program. You know, there are problems in Poland right now, in Belarus. And uh, you were saying oh. just before the show uh, started, what were you saying about that? Well, you got Belarusian helicopters, Russian helicopters. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they're in Poland. They flew over in Poland. So they I didn't see where they engaged in anything, but the and the question is, 
are we close to war? And going mm. back to the narcissistic thing, you know, you deflect attention away from what you don't want people to see. You want to sit there and you ridicule the other side. Well, one major deflection that could be would be a war. That takes all eyes off of you, takes all the yeah. wind out of the sails of everything. And, you know, you remember the Wagner group? That's the mercenary group that's fighting for the Russians. And they almost... They almost turned on Russia, and they started marching towards Moscow, and they were stopped halfway yeah. there, and they made up, and they were all friends again when they went back to whatever they were. Well, uh, Poland raises alarm over Wagner Group fighters near the Belarusian border. Uh, Swalki Gap, I'm not sure where that is, and probably the, it's a gap between Belarus and, and Poland, is the new focus of European military conflict. Uh, Polish opposition say the prime minister... Morawiecki, I hope I pronounced that right. But I pre- yeah, he needs emergency to win the next election. So what they're insinuating is that the Polish uh, prime minister is going to bring Poland into some kind of military conflict so that as a a, a, a warring nation, he'll have a better chance of being reelected, if you can believe that. Now, Does Poland that sound is, familiar? Yeah, and Poland is what, a NATO nation? Yeah, which is going to mean that if they go to... If they go to a we shooting, have to, we have to step in. Yeah, they go to a shooting war with Belarus, then we've got to go to a shooting war. And if war Belarus with them. gets into a shooting war with Poland, Russia has to step in. Yeah. Well, no, you, you heard we, what you heard what President Trump said. Uh, he said President Biden is sending American troops to Europe right now. They don't do anything without a reason. So if the troops are going there, yeah. these guys have got orders. And they probably can't. They 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 probably can't send a communication home that says anything because you know if anybody's had anybody in the military in the family, you know it's it's watched. Well, let and me ask you a question, Bill. Do you think that I mean, I think I asked you this already on one of our earlier programs, but uh, do you think that uh, this administration would bring us into a shooting conflict to, to take the uh, attention away from their crime? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a form of deflection. So um, it's, you know, their tactic is, I mean, there, there's, I think Limbaugh used it, the guy that used to work for me, Quinn used it. But, you know, the Democrats do exactly the opposite of everything they say. So, you know, they, they'll accuse you of doing what they do. Yeah. But that, that would be a major deflection. They always said Trump is going to get us into a war. He got us the furthest away yeah. from war. And now we are the closest to war that we've ever been with a Democrat in the White House hey, if running you, everything. If you don't Figure want to out. be at war, if you don't want to be at war, no matter who you like, you got to vote for Trump. Because the only guy who has promised us to be removed from that warring situation is President Trump. Joe Biden keeps sending our money, barrels of it, over and over again to the Ukraine. I think he just promised another bunch of uh, of our money to the Ukraine. I mean, they oh, just yeah. can't get enough. You know, I got to read you this too, Bill. You know, you know who Viktor Orban is. Viktor Orban is the uh, he's the head of, I believe, Hungary. He's the uh, uh, is the president of he's the president of uh, Hungary or prime minister. I'm not sure. Uh, Hungary's prime minister, Viktor Orban, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he said in an interview, he said, uh, Russia as a nuclear power cannot be defeated and warns against the consequences of continuing the war in the Ukraine. He stresses the need for peace to prevent further losses of life, mostly Ukrainian lives. Viktor Orban is, um, he's a conservative and I've seen him interviewed on uh, Tucker's program when he worked over at Fox. He's a smart guy. He uh, was a friend of President Trump, and uh, of course, that makes him that makes him diminished in the eyes of the liberal and woke left. But uh, well. uh, but he said an honest thing: you can't beat Russia because no matter how you know if you if you take all of their soldiers and annihilate them or imprison them, the Russians, and that's never going to happen because they've only used a fraction of their army. You know, they're, they're not, they haven't they haven't put the full court press on yet. But if if you were to do that, they still have nuclear weapons, and they're not going to lose. And they've updated their weapons. But let's just say their weapons are 10% capable, mm-hmm. 90% fail. 
All right. Well, you got 6,000 weapons. So what is that? 10% of 1,000 is 100. 100 times 6, 600 nukes that that do their job. You know, well, and that's giving that that and that's writing their nuclear arsenal off. Former you know, and, f- former Russian president Dmitry Med- Medvedev, he mm-hmm. said um I think he said it like 2 or 3 days ago. Uh we're now considering the possibility of using limited-range nuclear weapons on the Ukraine's... Uh, I mean, it's like he he can't say... These guys, if they keep saying they're going to punch you, right? At some point, they're going to punch you, you know? If it's yeah. like, I'm going to hit you if you do that again. I'm going to hit you if you do that again. At some point, they're going to they're gonna hit you. And, and that's where I think we are with this war. And this evil guy and his administration in Washington and what what's happening right now with President Trump is evil and people may say well how can they 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 you, are you trying to say that judges are in their back pocket too absolutely mm-hmm. 100% 100% a lot of these judges were picked by Obama and uh, and 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 really picked by Soros who's a friend of Obama's so right. these people were picked because of their politics, not because of their legal uh, ability. Their and expertise. Yep. So they wear the robe. They kind of look like a judge. They sit in that big chair that's usually elevated above the rest of the courtroom. They, they walk in and you stand. They sit down and they pontificate. But these people are different. These are politicians. These are people who are working for one side and against you. That's my humble opinion, you know. No, you're absolutely right, and uh, that's just what it is. And uh, that's why, you know, um, maybe I have a pessimistic view, but I I have it for a reason, and that's because I see how deep the, you know, we call it the deep state. They're called that for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 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 deep and it's dangerous. So you 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 don't think we're going to get out of this uh, in any any kind of a good way? You don't think we're going to be rescued or? You think we're headed toward a brick wall and we're going to hit it? Well, I think if, if everything as it stands right now and as we see it right now means we're going to hit the wall. And in a year from now, a little over a year from now, the face of this nation will change forever. Constitution, throw it out the window. You know, the, it, it'll be different. The flag will change. Everything will change. Now, that's not to say that it can't... but. Action's got to start taking place now. We can't keep waiting hey, for you, you, the, the, the white hats to come in. You mentioned the flag, right? There was just a, a bill presented in, in, in uh, Congress that no flag other than the American flag could hand us, could fl- fly over government buildings. Mm-hmm. And, and the left voted against that. Well, wh- what does that tell you? It tells me exactly what you just said. There'll be other flags flying over over our buildings. I mean, I, I remember during uh, Pride Month, they had a huge flag, a pride flag, hanging from the center uh, columns at the something. White House. That, that pride flag is just a ruse. You know, I, I could sit there and go, the tree huggers of America, here's our flag, fly it. I have, I have 50,000 people. I got a million people out here that salute that flag. They'd fly it just to get our participation in their party. But once they take control, that's gone. Because you know why? They sold this country out. They sold it out. And I don't know if it's not China that's bought it. And it's going to be a Chinese flag that flies here. They bought it. Well, you know, we hey, listen, they got hard to work for them. They got they got laboratories they're finding all over the country that are private Chinese laboratories yeah. that are unregistered. They're buying up farmland next to some of our military bases, our secure military bases. I mean, uh, there is so much that is happening around our country that is being influenced by the Chinese government, including, by the way, I think our administration. And with, yeah. with, with the Devin Archer situation, you should you should really uh, uh, understand by now that they've they've peddled the influence and the Chinese have bought it. Yeah, 
It was like that old hippie uh, Woodstock song. What am I fighting for? What are, I forget the name of that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Was it Country Joe and the Fish? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. Now I remember the name of the song. Yeah, so I think we should just leave that one alone. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> um, but it's true. What are we fighting for? Yeah. If you're that old hippie and remember that song, think about it and what it's about. And then now apply it to today. What have we fought for? What are we fighting for? You know, every every young man that has gone to war in the last uh, twenty, you know, since the beginning of our our republic, has fought for freedom, has fought for the Constitution. It's so it, it is, and now these guys are throwing even, it all away. Even if we took it back, do we not have to maybe rewrite some of it? I mean, no matter what, we are we are. We are set up for a change. Yeah, but we can't uh, do it unless we do it exactly the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, but With, uh, do we I, have, are, the, are there people in place that can do that? If yeah, I think there are. Good prevails. I could write I hope it. so. I could do it. <laughs> well, I could too, but, you know, you and I, you know, we're probably just a couple of misfits. That yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, listen, we've done it again, my friend. It's our weekend program in the can, man. But uh, with a little bit of luck, we'll be back on Tuesday to continue. Our number is 833-538-7868, And it's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. No update show this weekend. We're just taking the weekend off to breathe. Have a great weekend, my friends, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com, and this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know, seems like a lot, seems like a lot to us too, but it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day, and tell your friends about It's Another Day. Dot com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>